0: Guys, welcome to the show. Five Baydor. Uh, Julia Shoup is back. Uh, we're having a, um, a discussion about Las Vegas and literature, and uh, uh, Julia, uh, uh, as well as being a friend, she's a, as a celebrated author.
1: Celebrated. Yes.
0: Right. Book. Uh, book two. Book. Two, uh, c- book series number one is coming out, but it's her second book to hit the uh, hit the stands, and it's coming out. And uh, Julia, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you. Thanks and, for having me.
0: Why don't you t- uh, it's an exciting process. Uh, I'm, I'm privy to some of the inner workings of getting this, um, being an author and, and how things work. And uh, a pain in the ass, i got to tell you. It's sounds a like pain. a pain in the ass. But, but uh, she's done the work, she's done the diligence, and, uh, and I've seen all the work that she's done, and it's fantastic. Uh, so, so why don't you give us a little teaser. What's going on?
1: Um, so this one's called Carved in Stone. It's my fourth.
2: Fourth book, yes. Fourth book.
1: Um, And it's my first in the genre of uh, thriller, suspense, mystery. Um, I won't lie, that's the top-selling genre. Well, second, romance is first. You will never find me writing a romance. I can't do it. Good. I can't even think of one. So um, second is thriller and suspense. So I went with that. And I'd clearly like to sell a couple copies. So Yes. (laughs) Um. But it's called Stone. It's um, the first book in a new series um, with the protagonist. Her name is Vanessa Stone, hence the name. And um, this one is, I tried to be more of a psychological thriller. So this, um, I always like when books focus on the antagonist and how he became that way. Like what shaped his upbringing that made him become a killer, become, you know, Darth Vader, become, I want to know that. So, um, that's what I did. I, I, I tell the story from the killer's point of view, Carlton Tubbs, what happened to him in childhood. And, um, just to tease it a little bit, he, um, met a child in his, when he was abandoned by his parents, sent to an orphanage, he met a child who, um, kind of helped to shape his darker side, his mistrust of women and all of that. And, um, and then I tell it uh, thirty years later with uh, Detective Stone, um, you know, searching for a killer of eighteen women, and um, so it just kind of goes back and forth. And the real, the real thought-provoking thing in the book is, you know, who is this child? Who is that? Uh, his name is Smith, and um, it, was he real or was he um, someone that Carlton made up? Yeah. And in the end, you find out, you know.
2: Right. Well, that's always been,
1: you know. I always thought
2: that that's in that genre. The, it, it was more interesting was the why done it,
1: yeah, more so than the who done it. I mean, traditionally, Me
2: women wrote the who done it. They were more like puzzles, right? Agatha Christie, Christie yeah. You know, is probably is is the most famous one. They called those the cozies. Mm-hmm. Uh, people got murdered, but it wasn't messy. You know, they got poisoned, or there wasn't a lot of blood and violence. Sure. And, yeah, and it went into, well, who did it? You know, everybody had a, had a reason for it, but kind of there's a clue left over, and and, and you kind of got got to it that way. But, but there, the emphasis was always was on who did it. Um, but the why did it uh, is always vastly more interesting, because we do wonder right. that, why did this person do that? Yeah, what What happened? was it? Was it nurture or nature? Were they just born bad? Or was it something that, you know,
1: is it a combination of things? So... Yeah. yeah, Yeah, And the opening chapter, the opening three chapters are told um, back when. So the killer's name is Carlton Tubbs. And he, um, the opening scene is him being released from prison. He didn't actually kill uh, the woman. He um, attacked her. So there's a a real life killer named Lawrence Singleton. And I was truly really inspired. Yes, I
2: remember him. He cut the girl's hands off. Yes. Yes,
1: I remember that when that happened. He was sentenced to 15 years for doing that. Yeah. And so I was absolutely enthralled by that. But that was the California maximum sentence, in at, at the, the time, time. it right. was in the 80s, right? Yeah. So, so he's uh, out. he got or out. Did he pass away. He got out no, and got out. subsequently killed hookers. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So we should have kept him in there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. His idea,
2: I think, at the time was he picked up this girl. I think she was hitchhiking. She was yes. a young girl, like 14. Right. And he was going to kill her, and he thought if he cut his arms off, they couldn't identify her. Remember, no DNA back then. Sure. Fingerprints, though. They had fingerprints, things
1: like that. Well, he cut her arms off, and she got away. And she she survived. Right. So, um, yeah. She did an episode on um, I Survived. It was an A&E short run. Right. I was absolutely enthralled by this. If you ever have a chance, you can YouTube the episode. You can watch her tell the story. Okay. And they begin by showing her face. Mm. and you don't know and then you know suddenly she has a tissue and she dabs and it's her hook and then they pan out and she's got another hook it's an amazing story to hear her tell it so it really inspired me so i i that's all i took from it just the fact that he the mac the minimum sentence um was horrible to me right Right. so um i began the book with his release Mm-hmm. and what's going on in his head he he wants to try and make it he wants to try and you know overcome the urges and um and then i go into the therapy his therapist in prison and you know what what they spoke about and their sessions so i i really was interested in the why
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah so. now now uh the is this book the uh, carbon stone is going to be a series or is yes. each, each book a standalone i mean a, a person could read those and and, 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 but do they, do they overlap? Do, everything is connected?
1: They yes? do overlap. And yes. I, I, I'm worried that I committed the cardinal sin by ending it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. kind of. Um, so, but I'm taking a break and I'm writing a quick nonfiction right now. And then I'm going to write the second in this series. Okay. So right. I'm going to try and do it quickly. This one took a while, but, um,
0: now, how does a person, uh, we've talked about it before, uh, yeah. to to uh, see and hear and read uh, snippets of everything, what's the best way to find all of your work? Amazon. Amazon.
1: <clears throat> Amazon, search for Julia Shoup, or you can find me on juliashoop.com. Okay. Um, and, and the
0: previous books, of course, uh, we've, we've, uh, barren Waters. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. And uh, you have a fantasy series, which is mm-hmm. Woven Realms. Yep. Uh, and now carved in stone. Uh, I'm sorry, Vanessa.
1: Vanessa Stone.
0: Vanessa Stone. Okay. Uh, and so is there a little bit of you in Vanessa? Yes, yes. there is. You yeah. have to write what you know. That's right. So. Is she pretty? Or is she earthy? I mean, what? what I, how, did you, how did you design her?
1: I tried not to give her a face. Okay. I gave her, um, you know, brunette. I gave her kind of my characteristics, I think. Right. But I tried not to give her too much of a face, um, you know, just to... So the reader can use their imagination. Did she ever
2: work in a hotel? No. No? Okay. (laughs) God bless her.
0: (laughs) Now that would be the killer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's an interesting
1: idea. Yeah,
0: but good segue (laughs) uh, to remind everybody. Julia and John and myself, we all worked at the Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. We were at the concierge desk. Um, uh, We were founders. They call that here in Las Vegas. And that means that we opened the place. Um, As we've talked about before, it opened uh, with... uh, Very little fanfare. Not even Sophia Loren would stay there.
2: No, no, no. They had to stay across the street because they didn't have a room ready. for That's right. That
0: we had one restaurant, maybe a floor of rooms, some beleaguered concierge that had all of twelve weeks of training. That's right. And and twelve and two sandwiches a day. That's right. (laughs) Deli sandwiches for twelve weeks. Uh, But uh, uh, we're we're sort of. I I take pride in the fact that um, as a Las Vegas podcasts we don't we don't belabor the the, the public our, our listeners uh, with the gambling thing there's a lot of people that do the gambling and the cheesy Where's the hot dogs and we can talk about that too but uh, I try to make something different and today we're going to talk about Las Vegas and literature and, that, and and how it relates basically to our experience in Las Vegas as well as our experience as concierge at the Venetian hotel uh, John uh, brought up last week and also in an upcoming blog article um, uh, th- 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 quite a few literary aspects uh, uh, wh- where where Vegas is used, and uh, the number one, of course, is Mister Hunter S. Thompson and yes. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which absolutely describes our experience at the Venetian. I think I, you know. But uh, now, uh, John, your interpretation of the uh, of Fear and Loathing is what 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 was what was Hunter talking about?
2: Well, I think you know it, it's. Um, I, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know I've how seen the faithful movie. I, I the one, movie yeah. is to the book. And it's been a uh, long time since I read the book. Right. Um, but, you know, he has that, The uh, uh, it was written at a time when, you know, he was there, I believe, wasn't it to cover Richard Nixon's um, uh, speech? Or, or there was something to do with the Nixon campaign because it was, what, 1974? It was It was a stump speech. Yes. It was a stump speech, yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, uh, the one thing that I gather from it, and, and I was going to ask you guys, sort of a theme of the books that I picked out uh, to talk a little bit about uh, is, is do you think... Now, all of us have been here. Julia was involved with the town more than either one of us, John and myself, uh, because you were involved in gaming, you were involved in hotel, you yeah. were involved in hosting um, in in one capacity or another. And so yeah. you saw... Uh, the good the bad the ugly all the way through mm-hmm. and you were quite young uh, and then you had some you know good seasoning and maturity at the end of your career in las vegas so i mean you've really seen what what uh, what i think is what vegas is and and the theme is it seems like in most of the literature i can find especially fear and loathing which i think is a, is a is a treatise uh, about the the failure of the 60s counterculture I just, I, you know, I think Las Vegas has picked up that baton and trying to be that 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 sort of '60s hippie stuff. But but, do you think Las Vegas corrupted you?
1: Um. Yes. Temporarily. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yes. I yes, see. Yes. Yeah. Okay. One hundred percent. And is I it often, still doing it? Or are, no. you, are
0: you safe? You're far enough away.
1: I'm far from it now. I okay. never. Um, I like to say I'm kind of boring now. Mm. I, I love to be at home. I love to. You know do the the projects and the things that i like to do right so um but yeah back then i always wonder what would have happened or what my life would have become if i hadn't chosen to, to follow my father and come here so
0: that, that's why you came i was going to ask yeah. everybody why so you came here for your dad i did uh, your dad was was heavily involved yep. in the convention side very uh, now is that, that that where he got his start yeah. Is the, con- the convention area? And convention
1: area, he started, he was all over the place. He yeah. um, was recruited to Albuquerque, New Mexico for that, mm-hmm. Tampa, Florida. He ran their convention uh, facility in Tampa, Florida. Um, Lake Ozark, Missouri, we lived mm-hmm. in for a time really? when I was very young. Um, There's a Phoenix, town. yeah. Mm-hmm. In what way do you think that the town corrupted you?
2: Is it that it, you had access to... Things that maybe you wouldn't have in the Ozarks yeah,
1: yeah. I mean uh, several things I think um, I didn't have a traditional college experience because of Las Vegas because everyone at that school was um, you know I worked a full time job almost I worked at the sands after mm-hmm. I would go to school I didn't live on campus after year one um, it's just there's not Vegas is go 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 mm-hmm. um. And it's very anonymous. Like I think it's you don't make good friends here. I mean, the the relationships that we made at the Venetian were good, but um, I can't think of that many people, you know, from college or anything that I'm still. How many still live here? Because it's such a transient
2: town. It is. You know uh, that that people come and go, and then because of the industries like the hotels. You know, when, when I lived on the when I first moved here in '99, and we worked at the Venetian. You know, my neighbor also worked at the Venetian and I never, I in the three years that I lived in that house, I never once saw him. And that was because I saw his wife and she was the one who told me that he worked in the entertainment, uh, he had a regular grunt nine to five desk job yeah. and I was working evenings. So I would, might pass him on the street and wave at him, but I never talked to the guy once. And it was just that, you know, he, he was off Saturday, Sunday. I work Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm off. Wednesday, Thursday, he's at work. So I just, guy I just never saw. So sometimes, you know, you do have that also when your hours are different. And, you, you know, um, and so, yeah, it is. It's sometimes hard to. Yeah. To,
1: and as a woman, when I worked at the Rio, that was the, um, I had, I don't even remember how old I was. I had just turned 21. Um, and it was, you know, women, I was in VIP services. Right. So I was really you know lots of high rollers everywhere I was kind of immersed in that life and it was you know women are so there was this thing where women were supposed to look for a rich a rich man a rich husband to take care of them and I got caught up in that for a minute and um it's just it's such a tacky scene you know what I mean it's it's very um what's the word I'm looking for it's just false it
0: that, is no it that's absolutely true no we to, yeah we used to say that all the time i mean however beautiful the facades are it is a facade it's a it is. It, and it's a it's a uh uh it's a false facade you know for the life that's here you know and we joke about people thinking that we live in the hotels and and you know obviously we've had a couple of people actually think that but but uh, you know, we don't live in the hotels, and we, 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 I find it very interesting. I hear uh, discussions of other podcasts and podcasters off their podcasts um, uh, regarding you know the excitement and, and, and how cool it is. And, and I find it very interesting to hear all this discussion. Still thrilled to hear that, you know that, that a large percentage of the us. public and world global public love to come here because we we, we need people here, even though we're not in the industry anymore. Um, but uh it's it's such a a giant dichotomy to me to know exactly what you just said and yet this town thrives on that it, it thrives on making that facade and and if you just look close enough it's really funny that you mentioned that because what i do now a lot of what i do is architectural and decor photography and i see you know that a lot of these facades are just up there with duct tape and dreams you know i mean mm-hmm. it's just it, it, it they're they it and and it's not it's not you know a, a whole uh, uh you know seven feet removed from the patron you now you can walk up to things and see oh wow that, that's seen better days, yeah. you know, and and it's really interesting, you know, to, to hear you guys talk about that. Now, now, I agree with you about the friend thing, uh, not knowing what it's like to be a woman here. Uh, I agree with you about the friend. However, I have to say that the three people in here plus a couple more for sure, um, uh, professionally mm-hmm. speaking, uh, are the best friends I've ever made and the most long term. Um, You know, we may have our, you know, years of separation for one reason or another, you know, John moving and and me moving and so on and so forth. But, um, you know, those were kept, which I think is rare in any work situation, not Mm -hmm. just Vegas. But I think Vegas, there's an extra card, if you will. Uh, There's an ace in the hand that that, uh, really it's there is a. Even though you made good friends, we were all glad to get away from them. You know, not necessarily the friends. We, we just had to get away from from the situation where we had the friends, and there was sadness. But we were only so sad because we were finally out of that joint. Yeah, yeah. right. Know, it's very difficult. People just don't understand how difficult that is. You know, and and again, you see scenes from like fear and loathing, uh, and and this this swirling sort of you know drug induced look at things. And and it's not far from wrong, but all it needs is just a little bit of a shake uh, to clear things up, and you start seeing that it's not quite what you think it is. You no. know, it's a it's a it's a uh, it, it's a trap for many many reasons, especially for those of us that work here. Julia, you know, had the, the, unfortunately, you know, she she uh, went into the business. Progressed in the business. We met her, had a wonderful time. We all left. I was last, by the way. I'm going to mention that every time you guys suck. Yep. Uh, and uh, uh, and then Julia had to go back briefly. I did. And very difficult.
2: That was and really difficult. I, can, I can't imagine yeah. how bad it must have been. It go was back to
1: that. so disheartening. I just felt like when I walked in, I was just my head was yeah. just down. I can yeah. imagine.
0: For as much as I was by myself, uh, the the last year and a half, I think it was. From the last person leaving, um, going back, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I I, I, I applaud you. I applaud you. Because, I had to. No, you know, of course you did. Uh, and and those are your reasons personally. But oh man, yeah. I, I I thought about it when you first when I first heard that I hadn't talked to you, and when I heard that you went back, I was like, oh my god. That was awful. Yeah, I mean, but, and because it's very common for dealers to come back. Yeah. Because there's a there's a you know there 50 percent of dealers have a. Situation, yeah, know, where they yeah. have to come back, kids, or or they're they're running from the law or something, but uh, uh, they come back and they deal, and it's good money. You're yeah. still making, you could still make two bills, you know, a day in tokes, Uh and that's great. Uh, but for a person non gaming oh. to come back to a, a salary or hourly, oh,
1: terrible,
2: yeah. terrible, yeah. And you know, the other thing that, that I've noticed when you look at the hotels from, from the old ones that aren't aren't here anymore. Their themes, if there is that, is is illusion, right? I mean, you have the the dunes, the sands. These aren't. I mean, these are these reference the environment, right? Not even this one, but 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 farther away, Aladdin, the Aladdin, right? The the Aladdin, the Mirage, even Treasure Island. These are all fantasy. And after that, since ninety nine, since they since they've gotten away from their latest, you know, uh, rebirth of the strip, everything has been. Not fantasy. All the hotels are themed are real places. The Venetian. Yeah. Venice yeah. is a real place. Paris yeah. is a real place. Bellagio is a real place. Yeah. Uh, either that, or they celebrate. It, you know, Steve Wynn. Hey, I'm going to name my own hotel. Why? Because I'm an asshole, but I'm a real guy. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> he,
0: he, he, did you see? He pulled the golden parachute. He's done. Oh, is he finally yeah. done? Yeah. yeah. He's t- he's taking his uh, uh his booty. Yeah. And yeah. going. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think he's that there. magic
2: is yeah. lost them because
1: I maybe he that was building. A,
0: uh, well, you know, Steve Wynn, like most of the corporate entities here, uh, really doesn't own himself anymore. Yeah. Uh, and his board of directors, with all this, you know, me too shit and the sexual yeah. harassment, you know, he got. He, and, and John and I talked about it on the previous podcast. Um, uh, you know, of course he was involved in that, and he. Of course he was. And and you know the the, the man's lost his sight. He's he's quite a bit older now, and the board of directors said, "Hey, why not it's time to go?" And he did. He. he I
1: think that's a good move well, you know, yeah. I think so too well you know
2: again the se- sexual harassment was mentioned in this book that John L. Smith wrote Running Scared mm-hmm. um, and I read that in 1995 so in some of these stories that we're hearing about John Smith wrote about 1995. So it's like, okay, why didn't they do something in 1995? Yeah,
0: these aren't, no, you th- know? these aren't revelations, yeah. you know, on on any of these people. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, Steve's gone. Uh, but John, uh, so Julius uh, said how she got here. Yeah. How'd you get here?
2: Well, yeah, I was.
0: Did you get on the wrong bus? What happened?
2: I got on the wrong plane. I think it would have <laughs> been for me. Yeah, because, you know, I was in Japan and I was. There was a trend going on in Japan that I didn't like, that I knew that, that down the line did not bode well for me. And it was, I was a college, I was a college teacher. And obviously, I, in order for me to have a job, I need to have students at the colleges. And in order to have students, you need to have children. And Japan <laughs> was not having children. So yeah. every year, they were setting a new record of record low birth. So I realized, you know, 18 years from now, you know, when, when you're really going to notice it. But I had already started to notice it where, you know, I, I taught a class. I remember I had 50 girls in my freshman conversation class. And then um, eight years later, I had 12. It's just like, well, where is everybody? So now I'm saying, well, maybe we'll need to let guys in because, you know, uh, we, I said no, it's a bad mix. I've taught in those situations. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're better when they're all guys or they're all they're all women. Particularly, I'd rather have them all women. A, of course, they look nicer, they smell better, and they were more they, they were more enthusiastic. The guys didn't want to do anything but sit there because they had, were hungover and they smelled the cigarettes. So, but never I, I said, well, what am I going to do? I'm ready to turn 40 years old, so I better think about. Going back to yeah, the Yeah, I was going to ask that. You were how
0: old when? How old when we when we met you? When we all started okay. training?
2: I spent my fortieth birthday. Yes. Getting my gaming card, so I okay. I came back mm. almost exactly. It was nineteen ninety nine. Right. It was like March twentieth. Okay. Um, of uh, of nineteen ninety nine, I came back, which was a Saturday. I remember it? And on a Monday, yeah. I turned forty, and I was at the jail. Uh, at Clark County Jail, they are getting photographed <laughs> with guys with <laughs> tattoos on their neck. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I just turned 40. And, um, and it's just like, well, why here? Well, I was gone for so long yeah. that Las Vegas has always been the place to go. Where you to reinvent yourself, yeah. and you know there was very little internet still. I mean, the internet was in its was still shitting its diapers, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. And and I was using newspapers. I could find this the Sunday Review Journal in Tower Records in Tokyo, paid about eight bucks, uh, but didn't matter. And I'd read through, it, and I said, No, I think I can live here. I took a couple trips, and thought, Yeah, this is this is where I'll I'll start out.
0: Now, do you guys remember well how I got here? Uh, uh, we. Was it the wrong bus? It was the wrong bus. No. You thought you were going wrong to Las U-Haul. Vegas, New Mexico? No, I, was, I had a U-Haul and a little car attached to the back. <laughs> and I got here and we, and, and we hit um, the only place to stay on the fly was um, the Holiday Royale. It's not there anymore. Uh, little blue uh, apartments, little blue carpets. Um, I, and I got there, parked the car, uh, three dogs that I was not allowed to have there. Um, and with my head in my hands, thinking, "What in the world have I done?" And fast forward to now, I'm glad I came, but uh, that's how I got here. But I was 30. I yeah, was, yeah, I'm, I'm 10 years your junior. Well, you
2: think about, it, I mean, people when you turn 40, think "Oh, Christ, it's over." But you realize you could start a new career at 40 and work 25 years and sure. then only be 65. Yeah, you know. So that's what I thought. I'll do this hotel thing. And you're right; the first 12 weeks were really good. Yeah um after the first that year was good don't you think well after we got over that opening you would sure it, it was harder for me on that opening because people would look around wanting to rage at somebody and i was the yeah. oldest one yeah yes. so they would say are you the guy in charge again they're, they're making this assumption based on based on age everything else I said no you see the girl over there was like 22 she's the one in charge go shit in her ear about yeah. it
0: age, age and gender they <laughs> yeah. would always come yes. I mean uh, I know the girls would rage on about you know men get more tips and yeah. men this men that um, but uh, uh, and that's why I, I can't say why yeah. you know Julia, Julia I think got the most respect now, now she should have, as a woman, get the most respect uh, as a woman in that p- position. But I also think that your looks uh, uh, brought people in, especially guys. You mm. know, because many times guys would it, have a beeline towards where we were standing. Yeah. And I'd be right there, and i you know, I'd be, I, you know, I'm not the most approachable person on the on the planet, but I'd be right there, like ready to help you, dude. And and man, it was quick. It was like boom, he was to Julia, and I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> Didn't want to talk yeah, to you anyway. Yeah. Shitbag.
1: Well, my cutoff point for Habit, there was a time when it was okay. The job was okay. The cutoff point was when we moved the desk. When we were around that little corner. Oh, yeah. Right. That hide. was okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we went to that straight ahead down the main um, the main walk, yes. it was over. I mean, it literally just did a turn for me.
0: Interesting. I, I, I can't say the... Uh, uh, I, I, I understand. I see that. But I can't yeah. say that was when it turned for me. But... Uh, 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 yeah, that was, <laughs> it was, it was an interesting, uh, experience for all of us, but, uh, we weren't, we weren't babies at the desk. We weren't in no. our twenties. No, I mean, no, you know. no,
2: no. But the thing was also is our, our manager, Nicole, Whenever oh we got to send somebody down to Adelson's office for something, yeah. would send me because I was the oldest one. Adelson likes older concierge. Well, you're not going to find too many old ones. They're going to work for eleven ninety five an hour. Yeah, you know, and, and, and all the bullshit you can put up with. Yeah. That that's what the job paid, right? Yeah. So and again, I thought I'm only going to do this for so long. You know, I'm just because I'm trying to get resettled here. Yeah. And but no, I'd have to go down there. And yeah, so <laughs> so yeah, it, it, they did play that card that yeah. you know that that the. The age card, like that.
0: Now, as an aside, I wanted to ask you guys: What's the first time, John? I'll ask you first. What's the first time you remember gambling? Where it was, it it was in an approved gambling city. Yeah, and you, you put a quarter, you put a bet. What, what yeah, was the first well, time you gambled?
2: It was it was here, Las Vegas. What? Well, I was twenty one. Now, I didn't come here for that sole purpose. Yeah. And you know, we were talking just earlier about about it being a corrupting influence. And I started thinking about: Well, you know, I grew up in the Bay Area, mm. and yeah, we had strip bars. And mm-hmm. we had strip joints, and we had hookers, um, and of course booze, alcohol, drugs, all kinds. You know, Alan went to Berkeley.
0: Um, you notice a theme about John Joy. What we, what, what we did and hookers, yeah,
2: yeah, I'm getting it. What we didn't have, of course, was gambling. And not that it was that much of an appeal to me. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, sure, if you're if you're down there, well, hey, it's another drug to try, right? Right. will yeah, try it. But what, what I, I find about Las Vegas is is it's it's so concentrated. Right? I mean the Bay Area you can find, you know, the you go to you find places that aren't that don't have that. Yeah. You're easy to find communities that and again, zoning laws. We, we, you know you can't have the porn shop, you can't have this or that. Yeah. If you want that, you're gonna have to go to the tenderloin district in San Francisco. And do that, but Las Vegas—it's all boom. It's just all there. It's compact, yeah. and you're saturated with it. Yeah. So you know, it does get into your. It does, I think, become part of your DNA. Mm-hmm. How,
0: about, how about you?
1: Mm, I think 21. It was here. 21. Um, I finally decided to pull the handle and try uh-huh. one. Yeah. But um, my my biggest exposure to gambling was when I was dating that high roller that I dated for yeah. a while. He yeah. played his game was baccarat. Mm-hmm. He always bet the bank, and he would just. I mean. $10,000 a hand. He, wow. he lost yeah. $90,000 in one night. He used to stuff his cash in his socks. That he, he was wearing? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he would always wear a business suit. He was um, very well-dressed, but yeah. underneath that suit, in his, in his knee socks, he called them bricks. He had 10000 sure. brick, 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 and he would oh, lose yeah. them. And uh, he did get, not 86 from Plagio, but um, kicked out. Yeah. And I was there with him that night. He lost the 90. And took one of their beautiful vases in the high limit lounge and oh, no. crashed it to the floor. Ooh, wow! Well, we got kicked out. Oh, you you were with him? I was with him. Nice. I when he did that, I didn't wait around. I left. I mean, I was like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. deal with someone. Yeah. So that was um, my exposure to the vapid, uh, shallow <laughs> world of trying to date for money until wow. you realize it's I do not worthless. Have yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> I don't have that kind of story. It, mine's kind of lame. It was not here. My parents, uh, uh, I had just turned twenty-one, um, and my parents—we uh, we live relatively. Cl- my parents lived in Phoenix, so it was relatively close to Laughlin. So uh, Laughlin, and, and I put a dollar coin back in the day when they had those uh, into one machine. It was a um, uh, red, white, and blue, red, white, and blue sevens, mm. and won hundred bucks. Oh, which nice. is the worst thing in the world, yes. you know? If 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 I was an oh, yeah. a, a degenerate gambler, which I'm not, uh, but yeah, that just was my a degenerate first. Degenerate, yeah. Right, it's a stride, right? right. <laughs> but uh, no, I that was my first experience. It was a great experience. Yeah. Um, and then I can't say I threw a couple, maybe a couple more quarters the rest of the time. It's not my thing. Every nickel, no, oil, no. I need no. I need every every dime I make. And um, me too. Uh, uh, now, now, what game do you like? What game have you well, liked in your in the past? I actually just Enjoy gambled yeah. last
1: weekend. Oh my. My husband and I were out to <laughs> driving, driving yeah. in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> we were uh we were just walking by and we decided to play Mega Bucks. So, oh. we dropped $40 into Mega Bucks and yep. lost it all. Yeah. yeah.
0: Highest yeah. percentage of Megabucks winners uh, in, invested less than 20 bucks.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. For sure.
1: Whenever we see one, we t- we try to play it, so. Yeah. It's just fun. Yeah. But no, I don't have a game. I'm not good at any of those games, so.
0: You know, I, I I've said it before. I, I roulette is the is the worst game in the world, and now there's this big controversy. There's a, the 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 MGM is introducing triple uh, zero roulette, Ooh. which uh, is a is a, is a, it's you might as well give the money. Just come yeah, to the table, that's right. Hand in the money and you're done. Uh, Double zero is bad. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but uh, roulette is actually quite fun. Uh, but uh, I, I think there's nothing like uh, a good craps roll, yeah. especially if you get a, real, a cute girl, no matter what kind of cute it is, just cute and fun and everything else, and she's just throwing and doesn't give a shit, and, she, and for some reason it's hitting, and everybody just dives on there and they're just having fun. Yeah. That's actually fun. Craps, yeah. is, uh,
2: craps is more of a community game like that because everybody yeah. is there, and, and, and that's the one that, that if you're in the casino and you hear, you hear noise and you hear a lot of cheering going on, it's yeah. the craps. It's coming from the craps table. Yeah,
0: right. Mm-hmm. Now, now back to the to the literary uh, uh, infusion that, that's Las Vegas. Uh, uh, there's another one that John brought up, um, and uh, you know, this it, it, is the most interesting title I think I've ever heard: "Candy Colored Tangerine." Flake, Streamline Baby yes. by Mr. Tom Wolfe. Yes. Wow. Yes. And that was in... Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Fear and Loathing, uh, Mr. Thompson wrote that in 1972. Or at least it was published in 1972. Right, right. Uh, Tom Wolfe wrote the last one, uh, Streamline Baby, in 1965. Right. Uh, it actually wasn't a novel. It was more of a collection. Yeah, yes? it's a collection
2: okay. of essays. Now, uh, one of the essays in the book is about Las Vegas. Yes. It's got a really long title. As I mentioned in that blog article, you know, t- Tom Wolfe, he's a great writer. He's a pretentious prick. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't matter. He's still a good writer, so yeah. I, I give, give the guy credit for that. Um, and he wrote about Las Vegas. It originally, the, the the article was published in Esquire magazine, I think 1964. So it's interesting to read it today because, as I said, you know, other cities, San Francisco, it may go through. You know, it'll remodel. It'll it'll things will buildings be torn down and new ones be put up. Yeah. But it's still San Francisco. The Golden Gate Bridge is still there. It's been there for for you know years and years and years. You know Golden Gate Park it doesn't change the 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 Las Vegas that Tom Wolf describes is for the most part no longer exists. It's just blown away on the dust because the hotels aren't there um they have new ones in their place, not even like the new sands. it's gone, yeah, right i mean he and he talks about the dunes in that in that article it's gone, it's just dust now, uh and he talked about the one story casinos well. <laughs> Yeah, they're not that they're not that size anymore. So. No. no,
0: no. I, I mean, uh, you know, uh, again, back to Steve Wynn. Um, you know, he he's targeted as the person that changed our town. Uh, I don't know that that's the case. You know, I I, I think Las Vegas is going to change regardless, and um, loyal to nothing. She'll change exactly what she needs, and that that's why I, you know, I may joke about the millennial influence. Oh, by the way, they've asked not to be called millennials.
2: What do they want to be called? I
0: have no idea. They don't want to be called anything. They Pains want to be, in the ass? They want to, yes. They want to be called the current generation. But the millennial influence will be <laughs> will be sloughed off just like everything else. Mm-hmm. Now, now um, I, I, I've always said that I, I, I miss old Vegas. I don't think it's ever coming back, though. Hey, everybody. Catch up with us next week for part two of this episode. Thanks to everyone listening and watching. You can catch the Pod Bay door on the Podbean app. Or any of your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio. You can watch the show on our YouTube channel at the Pod Bay Door Podcast. Please download, like, and subscribe. Our social connectivity screen is coming up. Check in with us on Facebook, Twitter, and WordPress. The PodBay Door is closed and talent is out. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show's suggestions and comments. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at Podcast, on Twitter using at Podcast, and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com.